Dr. Gwen Show, where you come to be inspired, educated, and empowered to live a passionate and effective life on purpose. The number one podcast show for inspiring. This is the podcast where we support you in living your best life ever, even while raising happy, healthy kids. Tired of feeling stuck in a rut with nowhere to turn for resources and advice? We can help. Achieve your best life ever by listening to our podcast show. Introducing the woman who believes it's possible to be totally fulfilled in all circumstances of life. The host of the Dr. Gwen Show, the Dr. Gwen. Hey friends, this is Dr. Gwen. I am very happy that you're able to join me here today. Now, I don't know whatever the day is for you. Maybe it's a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, a weekend day. Whatever the day is, the information that I am about to share with you, I hope will give you the deepest inspiration, will give you ideas to live your life from, and will give you even ideas to expand yourself and your business. These are Facebook Live events that I've had the privilege of presenting and having interactions with people during the presentation. So sometimes you may hear me referring to them. And also sometimes, as you may be aware, Facebook can be a little wonky and so sometimes the words cut in and out. However, it doesn't detract from the main focus of the conversation. So, my friends, at the end of this, please leave your comment. Please share this information with your friends, your loved ones, your co-workers, whoever you feel this message may be for. More than anything else, it's my desire that this will inspire your heart so you can move forward to live the life that you feel is the best life ever for you. Hi there, everyone. This is Dr. Gwen, and it is Tuesday. We are here today talking about living an empowered life. And we've been going for a while, and I'm so delighted that you guys have been watching the videos after the recording. I know some of you are not able to make it on the live call because you are engaged in other activities. And so I'm fully aware of that. I chose time based on availability across the world maybe and so we will see just how many people are able to join me today as we continue our topic on living an empowered life. Now today I am going to be talking about high expectations. So I'm lingering a little bit so that some of my friends can join me and we can proceed with the chat so that I can see some live performance. Now, while I'm waiting, I hope there's not too much of a glare on my glasses. I had some feedback yesterday from an optician about that. And it's actually glare. It has a, a coating on it. But yesterday I learned something. That there are different levels of coatings. So I got my glasses at Costco's. And so I put a little sheen on it today, hoping that it will disappear. And I think what I did was to increase the glare on it. Because looking at myself, I actually can see it. Hi, thank you for joining me. 
Uh, it's very nice having you here with me this afternoon, and we are going to be talking about high expectations. So let me stop talking about my glasses, and let me talk to you about high expectations. Now, this affects boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, children, employees, friends, whoever you have in your life, this topic today is going to impact. Thank you for joining me. I'm greatly appreciating your presence here. So you want to stay tuned and you really want to take note because this can actually transform a lot of the results that you have been getting from other people in your life. Now the topic is on high expectations. And I want to start off by sharing with you a study that I read about about 10 years ago called the Pygmalion Study. And this was done around 1963 by Robert Rosenthal, a psychologist. It was conducted in a school in California with some kids. And the way this study went was that there were kids who were given an IQ test and they were randomly selected, which means that all of the kids potentially had the same ability. In any event, they were divided into groups and the teachers were told that one particular group of kids were gonna be bloomers, meaning they're gonna do really great, and maybe the other set not so well. What happened at the end of that study was quite interesting and leaves a legacy for us to follow in our relationships with not just the people in our lives, but the people that we're also leading, the people who are we're associating with. Now at the end of this study, guess what they found out? That the kids, that were in the classroom with the teachers that were told that they're going to be early bloomers, their IQ test rose way significantly above the level of the set of kids who weren't given that label. Now imagine that. There's some great implications in this study for all of us as we live our lives on a daily basis. Because words, we used to say when we were younger, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words may never hurt. Wow, what a lie. That is such a lie. Because our words create everything, not just in our lives, but in the lives of the people who we impact. So we're going to talk about that. So imagine the kids their performance rose. Now, when they really dissected that study, what did they find? They found that the teachers, their actions, their expectations, and everything that they did with the early bloomers promoted their results. They got the good results based on that. Now, that's interesting. Now, here is another thing. I have been a classroom teacher in the past, and I know there were kids who came into my classroom that were low performing. They weren't doing really great, and I held a standard for every single kid in my class. 
And you know what? They rose up to that challenge. I used to teach, my first degree was engineering, right? And so I went to the high school to teach engineering and engineering drafting. Now, I won't tell you about the engineering part because that's probably going to take up a lot of time. That's probably for another conversation. But I taught drafting, right? And when I went to that school, it was all male teachers. And of course, because it's engineering, it's all boys for the most part. And there was this group of kids that I got that I remembered I was teaching them drafting. And my goal was to have those kids drawing to a superb level of performance. That was my mission and my vision for them. And so I set out to instruct them. I gave them every single strategy I knew to cause them be good. But then there was this one little boy in my class. It was high school, so it wasn't a little boy. This one kid in my class was not performing to the level as everybody else was. And I was determined that I was going to get him to get there. And after I would do my instruction, I would spend one-on-one -on -one time at his desk showing him the strategies, showing him everything. Don't you know, by the end of that year, that kid's performance rose. Now, I tell you, it still didn't match the rest of the kids in the classroom. But I tell you one thing, it rose. And I've learned that in my administrative role as I moved on to become a school assistant principal and leader in the school, you go to that school and they will already point out the bad kids, right? That boy over there, he is terrible. He is horrible. He fights a lot. He does this. And they run down. They tell you everything that this kid does. Well, I would get those kids in my office and I would set a precedence a precedence of high expectations. Don't you know, I didn't have to yell or raise my voice. Those boys outperformed. In fact, in the cafeteria, they did not give any trouble. And we're talking about middle school boys at this point. They didn't give any trouble. They would be, they would have my back, my eyes. There'd be my eyes and my ears making certain that all the other bad kids stayed in line. See, that high expectation is amazing. Then when I went on to the executive leadership level, there were people I supervised that I realized that my expectation of their performance was going to make a huge difference in what they did. And you know, what does this mean for you? What you got a spouse. Let me tell you, ladies, it works really great for husbands. <laughs> it really does. You know, <laughs> for some reason, the guys really like to be approved. They like to get good feedback. Now, if you're talking to your spouse, and it's the same for us too as, as girls, right? We like people to notice what we're doing. And so if you have a husband or a boyfriend and you're in a relationship, the thing you want to do is to set that barrier. Now, you're not going to set it like in a threatening way and go, well, you know what? I expect you to do this and that. Mm -mm, it doesn't work that way. 
but you're going to do it in a very cordial manner so that this individual feels as though you are on their team, you're on their side. So, you know, I would say, you know, honey, you are the most amazing husband. I think you need to start a school for husbands. I've literally said that to my husband, and I mean it. Because he he has this side of him. We all have our good and bad sides. I know that. He has this side of him that is so giving and so nurturing, right? And I want to encourage that because, of course, I'm the benefactor. <laughs> but then again, it's a wonderful thing because it causes me, on the other hand, to want to even give more and to rise up. So he rises up to the expectations that I set. Do you have kids in your household? Now, when my kids were little, I, because I knew these things, I was very careful not to label them. You know, I, I've heard parents, and I know you have too, you've heard parents say, oh, that's a good boy, or that's, he's such a bad boy. Ooh, don't do that, please. For the benefit of your own child, they will live into that expectation. So you want to speak kind words within earshot of your kids. Speak what you want them to live into. They will live into it. Do you also compare one kid to another? Oh, you know, Susie, she is so fabulous. She does this. But John, oh man, I have to struggle. And even if you feel that that is true, don't verbalize it. Give them something to live into. Give them something to live into. Are you a supervisor on the job? Or maybe you are a business owner and you have employees. Give them something to live into. Let me tell you, they will jump through hoops for you. Trust me when I say that. that you know, as a, a teacher, when I was teaching, the, the custodians and night custodians used to come into the classrooms and they would wash the chalkboards at nights. Now, my chalkboard got washed the brightest and the cleanest. And the other teachers used to wonder, <laughs> why was that? But you see, I always made certain that I would commend the custodian for the work that he was doing. I would thank him for the work that he was doing. And I, was recogn I would recognize the work that he was doing or she, whoever it was. And so they made an effort to make sure that if any classroom was not going to be left, it wasn't going to be mine. The same thing happened as an administrator. They would dust my desk. They would come in and polish my desk, okay? It's not something they're required to do every day, but they would literally polish my desk to make certain that everything was completely in order. People live up to the expectations that you actually set for them. So you want to make sure that you're very mindful of that. If you're bragging about one kid, and the, be sure to brag about the other. You don't even know whether they're listening or not, right? And particularly, don't label your kids. Don't call them bad. Don't put 
a negative label on them to cause them to live into that. Now, there was an interesting study that I found, and I, I found this study. They call it the Pygmalion Leadership. And there are a lot of, I think there was a Harvard article that I was reading about this, that they have subjected leaders now to this training, Pygmalion Leadership, where they're encouraged to set that high expectation for their employees or for the people in their organization. And they rise up to it. But Dale Carnegie had a saying to say, and I'm going to read it because I can't memorize it. Okay. It says, most of us have a positive side. Challenging others to action often produces unexpected positive results. So you want to challenge people to make sure that they are rising up to your expectations. That is what you want to do. And then when you notice that there is a difference or something that is in line with your expectations, praise it. Stop and praise it. Don't just let it slide as if nothing is happening. Recognize the person for what they have done or for what they're doing. Now, you know, Dale Carnegie says praise often. In my expectations or in my experience, it depends on who the person is. For some people, they need a lot of praise. If you recall one of the talks that I did with you, I talked about the the factor where you have certain dispositions that, that now I don't want to say rule your life because I feel like you can expand beyond that, whatever that is. But you have certain dispositions. Some people are externally motivated and some are internally motivated, for example. And if you find that you are an external person, then the person who's supervising you would need to be aware of that and to give you more praises because that's what gets your juices flowing. That's what gets you to be in more higher performance, let's say. But if you're internally motivated, you know, praising that person can probably have a negative backlash. You know, when I did my work, as a teacher or whatever in whatever organization, I didn't like people just constantly praising me. It was as if they were surprised or, or something, you know, what, am I not supposed to praise? That's my story that I'm putting on it. <laughs> See how we're meaning-making machines, according to Landmark, right? But my spin of it was, you know, it's like, why are you surprised? <laughs> you know, I produce high results. That's what I do. So you don't have to be thanking me so often for this. But I wanted to be recognized for my work. But I didn't want, I didn't want the praises and, oh, you're so good. Mm -mm. So you have to know the people. You have to know your kids. You've got to know your spouse and whether or not that is their source of motivation and to use it. If they are externally motivated, use it often. If they're not, 
then you don't want to use it too often, but you really want to recognize the person for their accomplishments. So what I want to do now is I want to leave you, and I thank you guys for joining me. I know you're watching, and I really appreciate it. I know that some of you will watch this later, and if you would, just leave a comment below and let me know whether you found this to be valuable or not. And just leave your thoughts or comments. I really want to hear from you. And I don't see any of my friends today, but the show must go on. See, we're not going to stop just because I know I've got viewers. I can see. I don't see who the names are. So but thank you for joining me. So now I want to summarize what I talked about for this high expectation here. It's not a light topic. In fact, I would dare to say that it's one of the most important things that we can learn as human beings as we interact and relate to one another. Set the high expectations for your marriage, for your spouse, for your partner, for your kids, for your coworkers, for your employees, for your downline, for your students, for your organization. Set the high expectation. Give people something to live into because most people want that, you know. And whether or not they come up to that level right away is not important. You're going to keep supporting them so that they get there, so that they feel actually empowered to get to where they want to go. You know what? They will love you for life. Let me tell you. They will love you for life. They will really appreciate you and appreciate the impact that you have made in their lives for doing it. So let's summarize. First thing is, communicate positive things to your people. Have your high expectations. Make it known in your words, in your actions, and in every fiber of your being. Don't be saying one thing while your body is communicating something else because you're not going to get the results. I want to, I know I'm summarizing, but I want to say one thing, particularly if you are a teacher, but it relates to anything. When I was learning my teaching responsibilities, we learned about a thing called a hidden curriculum, which is something we're really taught to be clear about. And as new teachers, we were going in the classroom and we were going to be aware of the hidden curriculum. You can't always be aware of it, but it is but it is those things that you do or those are the things that you do that you're not aware of. Maybe your body language may communicate something to a child that is negative. You may you may focus on one side of the classroom, completely ignoring another side of the classroom, and those kids on that other side is getting the message even though you did not speak it. See, that is the hidden curriculum. That hidden curriculum is present every day in your life and my life. We communicate things even if we don't open our mouths. Everything is energy, right? So you must be careful that not just the words are coming out of your mouth, but your actions also support it. And whether or not you believe it to the point, still hold that expectation there. They will rise up to it. Kids are marvelous at rising up to it. Second thing is, make sure that 
everything is in full alignment positive expectations and the words and the body language and everything and then praise often for the slightest results praise often and make sure you know what their meta programs are if they're internally motivated then that out, outer praise may not serve the benefit that you want so know your people if they're externally motivated that praise turns them on. So you praise profusely and without reservation. And so, my dear friends, I thank you for joining me. And I look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Please leave me your comments. I know some of you are watching and I don't see any comments. Leave your comments. Leave your likes. And I appreciate you more than words could ever know. See you tomorrow. Love you guys.